This week's episode of The Curious Podcast is brought to you by you, our valued listeners. If there are any topics you would like to hear us talk about, you can submit your suggestions at curious.podcasts at gmail.com. Also, if you want to show us some love and support, why not pop over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Curious Podcasts. Another refreshing drink. Shut up. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Curious Podcasts with Dr. Drusifer and Richie Lawless. Hell yeah. Well, this week I have not researched a thing. I've done nothing for this week. Good. You want to know why? Mm. Because this week's episode is a special episode because it's going to be about nothing but... Richie's flaccid member, as requested by someone last week. Oh, right. Well, this is all I have to talk about, uh, putting us on the spot. Um, oh, you, you mean you didn't prepare any material for I it? I didn't, didn't prepare me um, flaccid penis for this episode. Um, you got nothing else you want to talk about? Right, I've got a couple of stories that I've got um, that I've got ready. I just I didn't think I'd be talking about them until next week. Uh, well, I think we're going to have to. I think we should use it this week. Damn it, Richie! Okay then. Well, well in that case, then if uh, you are unprepared to talk about your flaccid member as requested by one of our valued listeners, uh, and I can, I will be talking about the world's most epic headbutt in history. And uh, let's see. Ooh, and I've got one about a regiment within the Russian Air Force known as the Night Witches during World War Two. Mm. And then after that, it's Richie's Corner. Yes, indeed, Richie's Corner. But we do have a message from one of our listeners. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, I think I'll start off with this. So the, the message has been sent in anonymously. Mm-hmm. And, oh, how did life get so twisted with a pair of cat curses and a wild redhead? I'm assuming the redhead in question must be Madame Jem. Um mm. Which wouldn't surprise me. She, that she's naturally a redhead. She, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but she does tend to change her hair colour. Uh, I don't know. I'm normally blindfolded and gagged. You saucy thing, you. Well, just in general. Just yeah. most of the other week. Well. Hopefully, we will be able to get an answer formulated for you. Uh, I can't quite think off the top of my head how to respond to that at the moment, but we'll see if we can come up with anything by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Also this week, yes. we're going to find out why Drew is a wanger. <laughs> or at least try to find out why. <laughs> we're as likely to find out why I am a wanger as you are to be prepared to be talking about your flaccid penis. Mm-hmm. I not at all. 
Uh, right, do you want to start then? Do I want to start? Have you, have you got nothing to talk about to begin with? Before we get into the main topics of Richie's Corner? Ah, uh, no. No? No. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm looking forward to Richie's Corner to see what's going on between the... Um, between eight eight and no spoilers, no spoilers are gonna wait. Well, I'm not actually giving away uh. spoilers. I'm just wondering what's gonna be happening now. You know, it's very interesting. Okay, well then, let's jump it straight into the world's most epic headbutt in history. Well, this is a story, a true story. That took place in Buenos Aires in 1988. Uh, the Montoya family were staying in, I think it was a hotel, and they were up on the 13th floor. Mm-hmm. And their youngest son was playing a game of fetch with the family's pet poodle, Catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, playing catch with a dog called Catchy. And while uh, young Mr. Montoya was playing fetch, he threw the ball a bit too hard. And when it bounced, it went out of the open balcony door. Oh, God. And the poodle was that fixated on the ball. It didn't realise the danger. And... When the ball went over the railing on the balcony, Catchy followed suit and plummeted 13 floors down to the ground on street level. As Catchy was falling through the air, uh, there was a lady known as Senorita Espina who had stopped to admire a carpet in a shop window. Mm-hmm. And within the last few moments, she heard this bark from above her, and as she looked up, Catchy connected. A 13 floor drop, calling Catchy to reach terminal velocity. And headbutted Senorita Espina. To kill her? Killed both of them. Wow. Broke both of the necks. Ow. Um, oh. Oh, with... It's caused, as you can imagine, some commotion. And there were people gathering around. Like, saying it just to say what had happened. Or maybe even trying to help. And as that was happening, there was a lady known as Edith Sola who I believe was working in one of the shops across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have that wrong. Um, now we're not sure if she was... She started to cross, this, cross over the road. And we're not sure if she was crossing over just to see what had happened or if she was heading over to try and help. But as she started crossing the road... Uh, there was a local bus service. I think oh, the number fi- I think the number fifty five was coming up that road at full speed. And when she stepped out, the bus driver had 
no time to be able to swerve and miss her. All you could do was slam on the brakes. And the bus connected. Sending Edith flying through the air sideways. Fucking hell. Now, during all of this, there was a gentleman, name unknown, who had just come out of the pharmacy mm-hmm. in time to see Catchy hurtling towards street level and headbutt Senorita Espina. Now, witnesses say that he started praying mm-hmm. that the guy was just like absolutely wrought with despair instantly at the sight of it and he was like fr- he was frozen to the spot mm-hmm. and, 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 and started he, he was like clutching his face clutching his head and, and, and was praying because of the sight he'd just seen and while he was praying he suddenly heard the screeching of brakes and he turned to look at the, at, at the sudden noise in time to see the bus, the bus, the, the, buff? the bus connect with Edith Solar, and send her hurtling through the air sideways. And by the time she hit the bre- hit the ground, I mean bones were and everything oh, were already God. shattered by the bus impact. She was already dead by the time she hit the hit the tarmac. Right. So you can imagine walking out walking out of the pharmacy to see a dog go, and and and. And kill Senorita Espina, and then seconds later, he has screeching of brakes to turn around and see a woman being hit, but full impact by a bus traveling at full speed, and sending her hurtling through the air. But as you can imagine, the guy started praying even harder. I mean, this is the sort of stuff you'd expect from a Final Destination mm. movie, you know. And he saw praying that Hardy was that wrought with despair. He ended up having a heart attack on the spot. Fucking hell! It, it was it was too much for the guy. You know, it, it was just too much for him. So he he passes away. There's nothing anyone can do for him. And it really is. It's like something you'd expect from a Final Destination movie, isn't it? Is that is that it? Yeah. yeah. Um, well. There is a moral to the story. Uh-huh. If you're going to play a game of fetch on the 13th floor, make sure you close the balcony doors first. But, right, is this true? Because it sounds like a creepypasta or something. No, this is true. Th- right. This actually did happen in 1988. Now, the least little thing, like, affected so many different lives there. Yeah, butterfly effect, domino yeah. effect, you know, it, it's... It's like a freak occurrence, but there are records of freak occurrences, you know, do happen throughout history. It's not just creepypasta or tall tales or whatever, it's actually true stuff that happened. But look at people like when they get knocked over and stuff, it's like, if they had left the house, even a few seconds earlier, it wouldn't have happened. Do you know what I mean? If, like, I think everything's not so much planned, but, like, you couldn't... You couldn't time it. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got one for you. One that happened to me. Remember the bridge 
at the top of the estate that we grew oh, up on. Oh, God, aye. Yeah, it was Bridge. Remember the day the middle of it got knocked down? Yep. Uh, me and my mum had just come out of hospital. Like, my mum was there as an uh, inpatient. Came out and we... The, the bus that was supposed to get it actually turned up like a couple of minutes early. Yeah. So as we're heading to the bus stop, we see the bus go past a few minutes uh-huh. before it's supposed to. So we miss it. Now, if that bus had been on time and we'd, gotten, and we'd been able to catch it, we worked it out that we would have been on the bridge when it got knocked down. Fuck. So because that bus was early, we were late getting back home, meaning that by the time we got did catch a bus and get got there, the bridge had already been knocked down. I remember that day. Um, I was in the in the schoolyard. Like God, I could only be about six or something, and I remember just this massive, like loud sound. Mm-hmm. The the ground shook. Mm-hmm. And I turned around and I just seen like, do you know, like when uh, buildings are being ripped down and there's cables uh, and stuff hanging out and oh, aye. and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like I still have nightmares about that that I'm on that bridge and um, there's no railings and stuff and I've got to get across and I'm all like, oh, you know, it's weird, what <laughs> a weird thing with that bridge. But anyways, people don't know what we're talking about here. But I mean, it was an old, with it being an older design bridge, it was, um, it was, it, it was, it was badly made, like, with regards to, like, su- the support structure in it. it was like, the, the, the only thing that was securing the middle piece in place were those two metal, um, was it rebar? You know, the, the cylindrical bits of metal that yes, go through. That's what I remember seeing. Yeah, because there was, Two of them going through, and that was the only bit of support that there was on that bridge. I mean, that, that, that's not really any support at all when you think about the weight of the bridge. Yeah. Do you kind of find out any kind of news about that? Really? I've tried. I think it didn't happen. Oh. So that's, that's your thing. Uh, world skipping events going on there mm. um, people will say it's all down to where CERN and the Large Hadron Collider well that is what they're saying you know, that, uh, when they turned it on uh, a few years ago they um, caused a world skipping event but as you said that's, that's something for another, for another episode mm-hmm. you said you had two stories yes indeed I do Indeed I do. Now, this one is about a regiment known as the Night Witches, who were part of the Soviet Air Force during World War Two, And the nickname was given to them by the German Army, or the um, Nazis. Now, these women were part of the 588th Night... The 588th night bomber regiment of the Soviet Air Forces and they were led by Major Marina Raskova who has actually been referred to as the Russian Amelia Earhart but she has quite a number of records attributed to her with regards to um, long, uh, long distance 
flights with, yeah, no, yeah. with no stopping in them. Now, in 1941, uh, Major Raskova used her personal collection, connection to Stalin to get permission to form this regiment because when the Nazis had invaded um, part of the Soviet territory, the women who lived there had contacted Major Raskova and said, look, we want to fight. We want to do our part. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, let's do this. And apparently pestered Stalin to get mm-hmm. permission. It's like, he, he, he would just say yes to her just to get her to go away and leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone else wouldn't have gone away with doing that, but she had it. The nature of the personal connection, I don't know. But because she had a personal connection to him, she could just go straight to him with anything mm-hmm. without dealing with the rest of the chain of command. And she would just get away with him with regard to getting permission to do stuff. So from 1942 until the end of the Second World War, we had this regiment of women mm-hmm. in the Soviet Air Force who were terrorising the hell out of the Nazis. How... Oh, oh! I just got a whiff of the blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's the marijuana again. Fuck. God, that stinks. It's making me hungry. Um, where was I? Now, one thing that is, is, has been noted is that given that this was World War Two, you know, women in the armed forces in general, regardless of what branch, that was unheard of in that time. <laughs> so people are that so what people have picked up on is that Stalin was actually quite progressive because he had um he had a general in one of the reasons he said yes because because he had a <sighs> I'll see that a bit slower. Uh, one of the reasons he said yes, and pretty much straight away said yes as well, is because he had a general interest in these women's tremendous international propaganda value. Mm-hmm. So, what happened? A lot of the women had each flown, ended up flying about 800 individual missions each, or or sorties, as uh, they're referred to as in the Air Force. Um, And what they were doing is they were flying at night, hence night witches, and they were uh, just harassing and bombing the Germans constantly at night. Uh, at most, they had, at any given time, they had 40 two-person teams. Now, something I do want to point out. Now, you know the, you know the type of planes that were flying during World War Two, like the Spitfires Spitf- Spitf- or what have you? You want to know what these women were flying? It wasn't broomsticks, was it? <laughs> no, but what they were flying sounded like broomsticks. They were flying wood and canvas 
biplanes. You know, like the type used for crop dusting. Oh. In fact, that's exactly the what they were using. They were using crop dusting planes. <laughs> Every you know, the men get all the fancy equipment, but these women like sounds like. Look, you want to do it? Fine. <laughs> if I, if saying yes gets you out of my office, major, then yes, you can do it. But you're getting the shit equipment. Well, they made it work. Major Escrova made that work. So, like I said, at, at, at any given time, the maximum they had was 42 two-person teams. That's 80 women flying at any given time. Yeah. And all in all, between them all, they flew, they flew over 23,000 sorties. They dropped 3,000 tonnes of bombs, uh-huh. as well as 26,000 incendiary shells. Right. So you can imagine, like, napalm bombing them. Mm-hmm. Now, these particular planes, with them not being as high-tech as things like Spitfires or what have you, they couldn't fly as fast. They actually ran quieter because their engines weren't as powerful. Uh-huh. But one thing that they did have is better manoeuvrability. So when the Germans would fly up, up to try and get them, they couldn't uh-huh. catch them. Even though the German planes were faster, the Major Escova's planes were far more manoeuvrable. Uh-huh. And just to make it even more, um, just to make them even more, even quieter, as they were closing in on their German targets, it stole the engine. Yeah, they would turn the engine off, and then the Germans were report that the Germans reported that what they heard was like this whooshing noise, <laughs> like that of a broomstick, <laughs> as the planes went overhead with their engines off. Nice. Just before the bombs started dropping. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the women were, were cackling as well for added effect. <laughs> but that, but that's why the Germans nicknamed them the Night Witches. Mm-hmm. Because it sounded like broomsticks rather than planes going overhead. Pretty cool, actually. Well, it gets better. So in addition to having these uh, biplanes... So all, all the hard was saying the, the, the these biplanes and a pistol each, uh-huh. you know, and when they were flying, if the bomb didn't drop, so they have the mechanism stalled for dropping the bomb. One of the because with them being two two uh, two people teams for these planes, uh-huh. the one of them would get out onto the wing. While the plane's still in flight, usually with the engine turned off, to manually release the bomb. Fuck. Oh, the, 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 these the, the, these women were badasses. The others. Yeah, I mean, the end of the day, you know, that they, they were defending their homes mm. from the Germans. And when the and when the Germans nicknamed them the Night Witches, they loved it. Mm-hmm. They they embraced it. They they did. They absolutely loved it. Um, it's like I said, they 
quite a lot of them had done over 800 missions each. 23 of these women um, actually received the Hero of the Soviet Union title as well. Right. Which is uh, quite good. And they were the most highly decorated fem- female unit in the Soviet Air Force. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. Well done. Yes, well done, uh, Major Roscova and the 588. Pretty badass, aren't they? <laughs> oh, very, very. Well, say, picture of you when you were talking. Go on then. That's you if you are a witch on a broomstick. <laughs> the witch. And that's you if you are a lollipop. With your lollipop. Right. Well, I enjoyed that. It was very good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unusual for you to actually enjoy something I've talked about. I say it all the time. I'm contract, contractually obliged to say so. Well, I, I'm going to shatter the moment for you then. And I'm going to tell you a joke. Go on then. What spell would you cast if you wanted to summon an army of ducks? Release the quacken. You like that one. You like that one. I can tell by looking at you. You like that one. You're trying so hard not to laugh. Okay, true. Right. <laughs> nice. Hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I knew something wasn't right when we started off with me telling these stories. Who's this week's guest? Fuck! Oh, my phone's flat. That's why. Hang on. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? You better. You better ring Cindy. Um. Well, it was supposed to be Keith Lemon. So Keith Lemon, who's that? Lee Francis, Bo Selector. Ah, Bo Selector. Right. I've heard of Bo Selector, but um. Well, I've asked Cindy for Keith Lemon. Um, I've never heard now. He's not here, so... Well, you wouldn't hear it if your phone's flat. Well, I know. Right. But he's not exactly at the door, is he? So... Right, let's have a look. Have you got Cindy's number? Uh, I think I do, yeah. I think I saw it out your phone last week. I'm I'm just just having a look to see if I can find it. But, um... Here, while I'm doing that, do you want to... Is it something you want to... Anything you want to... Well, I was going to do Richie's Corner, but um, that's a number there. Aye, that's it there. Right, I'll dial it. Right. Hello. Yes, Richie. Uh huh. Alright, so you're all on your way then, yeah? Uh huh. uh, What do you mean, fruit? No. No man. <sighs> Fruit shop. Seriously? No, it's it's not your fault. I'm gonna have to ring my agent. But you, what's your name? Keith's lemons. Oh, right. Doesn't matter. Right, no problem, mate. Bye. I'm not gonna say anything, and I'm not gonna ask. I can already tell what's happened. <sighs> well, there was one thing he did say. Mm. And that was cue the music! Hello, welcome to Richie's Corner. 
Um, today we're going to start off with a dad joke. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? I don't know, Reggie. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? You follow the Fresh Prince. Oh. <laughs> right. Random fact. Cats have 244 bones. You didn't know that, Joe. No, I did not. Now this one I thought was really good. Egyptians used to shave the eyebrows when the cats passed away as a sign of mourning. Okay. Mm. You would think I would have known that. Cats spend over 70% of their lives sleeping. I mean, to be fair, everyone kind of expected that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a cat, I'm surprised that number was so low, actually. I know, too. Uh, a cat was mayor of an Alaskan town for 20 years. That I did know. And now we have some fan mail. This one's from Andy from Gateshead, which is quite local. Can Drew stop interrupting Richie and spoiling Richie's corner? I will try. Well said, Andy. This one's from Pam from North Shields. This is closer. Actually, I was. Uh, uh, actually, oh yeah, North Shields is closer, isn't it? Yeah, it's only over the water. Where can I donate money? Richie needs his own microphone. Yeah, that'd be nice, a microphone each. Well, Pamela, you can donate money by heading on over to our Patreon page and you can subscribe to us there and we'll be able to uh, buy Richie his own microphone that way. Give me your money. And that's at uh, patreon.com forward slash the curious podcasts. Okay, so this one is for both of us. This one's from Dave and Kate from Sheffield. Hi Richie, me and my wife are looking to spice things up in the bedroom. Any ideas? You're the biggest pervert I know, so any ideas? Chilli powder. Yeah, I was thinking the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever heard of the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Bronco? Possible, but yes I have, I'm just not sure if I'm remembering the right one. Is that the one where you've got a bent or yeah. you're doing it from behind it and then you say your sister did it better? Yeah. <laughs> then you've got to cling on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. You could try that. Um, what is the one called the Tarodactyl? Where the same again, but just as you're about to have a really good time, you grab the quilt and start flapping it like a Tarodactyl. <laughs> You know, I just thought of a way for a woman to get a revenge with, with regards to the Buck and Bronco. Is that if whoever she's with just isn't doing it hard enough for her, if she can like wrap her legs around him and say, Your dad does it better. Just to write re- just to get a really To ang- be fair though, that's probably true in my case. Well, anybody does it better than yeah, you. Exactly. Your dad done it better. Everything. No argument from me. But can you imagine the, 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 the rage pounding that you'll give her out of it? See, women will try to get you off. Where women... Where, where, right, where, where, right, where, where, right, right. Let's just stop here. <laughs> right, so this one's from Gina from Leeds. Hi, Richie. I have recently got a new boyfriend. Everything's going really well. But there's one problem. His balls are so hairy. And I don't mean this to be nasty. 
but I mean really hairy like Chewbacca's chin hairy um, should I say something or not I don't want to seem like I'm being mean so what was her name Gina well Gina um, what you can do is if his um, sack is that hairy is wait until he's gone to sleep maybe even drug him so that he doesn't wake up and then get a pair of tweezers and just yank, ow, just ow, yank ow, each ow. individual hair out while he's asleep. Now you can neither not drug him so that he wakes up screaming in agony from the fo- from the, the feeling of the hair. Or you can drug him so that he wakes up and finds that he's um, still sore but extremely bald. Okay, so don't listen to that. No drugs. Don't drug people. Don't. Right. <laughs> so what I would say is if they are that long maybe he's put them in a braid when he's asleep oh better yet better yet. If, you, if, if you want to avoid any um pain or lawsuits or jail uh-huh. well women have a product that can painlessly remove hair called veet so you can veet his um sack while he's asleep. Or you could just mention it though. Like um But she doesn't want to be mean about yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't have to be mean about it. You could just say like Have you ever thought of I a change know. in hairstyle, my I... love? <laughs> yeah, you ever thought of, of, of just uh, ha- having a different hairdo on your balls? Or just get a picture <laughs> of someone else's balls or or like clean shaved and go, Oh, look at him, honey. And then, you know you might get the hint, subtle hint. That, um, over there, P.S. Can you take a picture of your penis wearing a goggly eye so it looks like a cyclops? Of course I can. You're welcome. Okay. Have you got so... that thing preserved in the jar or something? No, I've just got pictures. Wait, this one's from Barbara. Our Barbara. Oh, Barbara. Well, 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 guys. I went on my date with Ben. What a night and what a man, I must say. I want to ask your advice, though. It's a bit personal, but let's just say he was a gentleman and didn't try anything with me. How do I tell him that I want to be ragged around like a pigeon eating a pasty, whipped like a horse on Grand National Day, spun around by my hair like a helicopter, punched my tits like a speed bag, locked in a cage, prodded and whipped like a fucking wild animal. You know, just the normal things. How would I... How would I subtly say that? Well, I don't know how you would say it um, subtly, Barbara, but no doubt that uh, he is listening to the podcast. Oh, without doubt, yeah. Which means that we have just told him, well, Richie has just told him for you. Uh, so there you go. Job done. Yeah, that's true. P.S. Can I have a picture of your penis with a moustache drawn on it and an eye patch and call it Uno Stash? Of <laughs> course <laughs> <clears throat> of course you can, Barbara. <laughs> this one's from Big Fan A. Oh, sorry, Big Fanny. Hi. Hello. Uh, this one's from Droughts Fan 94. 
Richie, if you talk to Julian again, I will kick your dick through your forehead and smash your face into the ground, you fat cheeky prick. That's nice, isn't it? That's nice. I know, yeah, it's nice. Thanks for that, Joe's fan. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, have you got any? Yes, we have got some emails. So, oh, here we go. You plebs written oh, in again. Yep. So, I'm assuming uh, that, that that must be Ben. No, Ben's fine, and who's dating Barbara? Ah, yes, but when you hear this email, ah, right. either that or Barbara's too, got two firemen in the go. <laughs> Barbara goes on. I prick and hello Richie. <laughs> I have still not listened to one of your podcasts. I just wanted to thank the cats. I have now met Barbara and we are having the best time. I recently took her on a tour of the fire station and gave her a private demo of my fire pole, if nice. you know what I mean. Can I give a shout out? Hey Barbara, <laughs> sticks two fingers to mouth and wiggles tongue in between. <laughs> Can't wait to see you again. Well, I wonder what that code could mean. Indeed. P.S. Drew, you still talk too much. Well, you know, I'm the one that reads the emails, so I'm the one that reads the emails out. You're just going to have to live with it. PSS, I told you last week that it's PPS. Uh, I know where you live, bitch. That's alright, because I know where I live as well. And PSSS, I told you it's PPPS. Barbara, it's like you're doing it on purpose, isn't it? I know. Barbara can suck a golf ball through a garden hose if you catch my drift. Well, maybe you should try sucking her through a... Uh, a garden hose and she might get what she wants love and hugs your number number one fan PSSSS yeah (coughs) listen yeah I'm telling you fuck you Drew right now now listen here Ben right Don't make me have to tell you that again. Kiss him over that mouth. That was disgusting, that. And he's a Patreon. Sorry about that, Pleb. So, on to the next email. This is from Hugh Balls. Oh. <laughs> Dog tits and chip face. Ah, yeah. How you doing... Well, we're, uh, we're doing all right. Oh, we? no, no, yeah. no. To your question last week, Drew, about my uncle Jimmy, I've never seen him since he stuck his hand up my ass and told me not to see anything. Was a terrible ventriloquist. <laughs> Problems for me this week. I've realised that I'm scared of stairs. They always look like they're up to something. <laughs> One step at a time. Oh. And also, the wife has told me that I need a beard. I hated it at first, but it's grew on me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, back to the show. I just want to know, does Richie do Richie's Corner naked? Yeah. Yeah, actually he does. He was quite insistent about it. Uh, (laughs) if If he does, can we start doing live streams? Well... Hugh, if you would like to pop over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the curious podcasts, you could start making donations there. So we can buy a camera. Indeed. 
Um, I'm sure everyone would love to see a naked Pat Butcher. <laughs> and my question to the competition is, I was walking down the street and my pants fell down. I bent over to pick them up and then suddenly my Uncle Jimmy came out of nowhere, <laughs> blindfolded me and started to milk me like, the, like a cow. Anyways, today's show better be more shit than last week's. Much love, your number one fan, Chinese Craig. Oh, Chinese Craig. Thanks for that, Chinese Craig. Um, oh, hold, uh, hold the bells, hold, hold the horses. We're not done yet. We've just had a message coming in from Madame Jem. Mm. Do the emails. Uh, let's have a look here what she's saying. Oh, to respond from that anonymous message earlier. Mm. Just saying, shut up and bend over. Fair So, there we go then. The, the answer to... How did life get so twisted with a pair of cat curses and a wild redhead is shut, sh- oh, shut up and bend over. And she also said for them to stop sticking up for us that we had it coming. Well, you had it coming because you were the one that was stealing uh, cat treats. A special formula cat treats. I, I was just made guilty by association. Right. Well... The competition winner this week is Snitchy from Barrow. What, you came out with one better than uh, Chinese Craig? Not really, but I've wrote this one down. I was walking down the street, my pants fell down, I bet we were to pull them up, and I won the competition. P.S. Can I have a passport sized picture of your penis? Uh, they don't come much bigger than a passport. Size anyway, so. And I mean, we'll have. We'll have to, I mean, we'll have to blow it up a bit for it to actually take up the full base of a passport photo. But you know. I'm sure, I'll manage. Well, I, I've got. I think. I, I think I prefer Chinese Craig's. Well, I've already written this. Well, I tell you what, Chinese Craig can have the year supply of dog food, and Snitchy from Barrow can have the photo. Yeah. So you might not have won the competition, Snitchy, but yes, you can have that photo. Just make no promises about the quality of it. That'd be very pixelated. Um, right? I think that's it for Richie's Corner. Back with the show. So that was another Richie's Corner. And uh, another... Wonderfully shit episode of the Absolute podcast. Shambles, yeah. That, that, you know, the, you know, a topic was requested last week, and you didn't prepare for it, so I had to come up with a couple of stories that were meant for a future episode. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's been a good episode. It's been a good episode. Well, it's time for word of the week, if you say so. Right. So my word of the week is lampoon which is to ridicule with satire or you know there's the national lampoons movies you know, like uh, national lampoons <laughs> vacation or stuff like that well i'm going to beat you this week okay because i've got a few you've got a few words of the week lemon lemon and lime which is a double pointer Lemonade and lettuce. You could squeeze the lettuce over uh, the lime over the lettuce. I'd squeeze you over the right. No, no, that, 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 so that, 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 that's um. 
I think that's kind of it. But next week, we're definitely, definitely are having a guest. Um, he's a famous YouTuber from Fire and Flame. Uh, we're going to have Flame from Fire and Flame. Ooh. Um, which he will be on because uh, I haven't asked Cindy to do it. So oh, You've actually been arranging it yourself. I've done it myself. So tune in next week for that. Um, Will we be getting fire at some point or just flame? He might make an appearance now and then. Uh, is, that, is, is that it or...? Yeah, yeah, um, that's it. I mean, there's no more email. Because clearly you've done nothing else. So it's just what I know, mate, I have stories. Actually, I'm the one who had the uh, stories. Well, you didn't do any preparing, did you? Oh, I did. I did. Just my preparation well, was for another week. Why did you Because you were meant to be talking about your fast... Podcasts.